There's a lot of things in this old world That just do not make sense Like why there's so few believers on the firing line While so many others sit the fence But if you want to know where the word of God stands And believe it wants to use your feet and hands It's time to take your faith out of the seats And into the streets And come along with me If you only look Then you will see On WCN-TV Hey, welcome. I'm Michael Heath, and I'm your host this week for Wisconsin Christian News TV. Ain't the internet great? I can be hosting this live show from Maine, and most of the people who will tune in either to the archive or the live show from Wisconsin. I don't know if everybody heard that little bit of uh, audio um, mess there, but Mike Heath, I'm up in Maine. I'm the host for Rob Pugh, who is the publisher of Wisconsin Christian News. And I'm so excited about this show. I've been looking forward to it for a couple of weeks, ever since I learned that the guest that we are going to be talking with today is Pastor Tony Spell from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm going to introduce him in just a minute. But before I do, I want to say how blessed I am to know that We are not relying on Fakebook, otherwise known as Facebook, to stream this show. I think it is being streamed on Fakebook, but this may be the last time because I got notice this morning by email from publisher Rob Pugh that he is deleting all of his Facebook accounts. Um, He didn't go into detail as to why he's doing that. I probably don't even have to guess why. I mean, we all, all of us who take our relationship with Jesus Christ seriously are, of course, uh, just, just sort of counting the days to when they uh, cancel us. You know, the only way you stay on Facebook anymore is if you play games with your words, especially when you talk about the scripture and about Christian morality. Otherwise, you know your days are numbered. They're just, it's just a matter of time before somebody flags you or complains about you or whatever, and then Facebook just announces you're all done, and they cancel you. And of course, this has a lot of Christian business people concerned, as it should. But if you're a business person making money on Facebook, you really need to understand that the internet is being built anew from the ground up. Facebook isn't the only way you can make money on the internet. It's There's a, there's a, an infinite number of ways that you can take your product or take uh, your idea and you can bake it into a website, you can bake it into a different platform, you can develop your idea on the internet without using fake book. Without, you don't have to use it. And you probably should stop using it because it's literally just a matter of time. I don't see that the government is going to power up soon enough to uh, fix the problem. In fact, that's what we're going to talk about today is how far off the rails the uh, United States government has gone. I mean, they've, they've gone to the point where they did, uh, where they put this good man in prison, in jail. And to, to start the show, I just want to introduce you to him with a short video. It's just a couple of minutes long. And it's uh, his remarks as he was released from from prison. Now, this is a just a good... Uh, solid, uh, respected Christian preacher in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And we're going to join him as he's being released 
from prison. And then we're going to talk to him about what he did, why, you know, how in the what, why would he do this to, to himself, get himself thrown into jail? Pastor Tony Spell is going to talk to us as soon as we're done hearing him about a year ago being released from jail. Go ahead, Spencer. self-evident that all men are created equal and are endowed by the Creator with certain unalienable rights. My rights to have church and to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ are endowed to me by my Creator, not my district attorney, not my chief of police, and not my governor John Bell Edwards, not my president, and not my Department of Justice. My unalienable rights are given to me by God, and those rights are my rights to assemble and have church. I cannot give up those rights. God forbids me to give up those rights. I will not give up my right to have church. I will not give up my rights to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I was arrested by the Central Police Department this morning. I was led into a trap. A half a dozen officers handcuffed me put me in the back of the car and booked me into East Baton Rouge Parish Prison. While I was in the prison, I preached to the inmates. When the guards used profanity, I said, every time you use profanity, I'm going to quote a scripture. It went quiet in that jail cell. And then I preached to people. And I want to give hope to every Christian in this nation today. You don't let anybody take your rights to go to church. You don't let anybody take your rights to assemble. And strong. You stand strong. And don't ever forget that Jesus Christ is the Savior of this world. I am not guilty of any charges that I have been accused of. I am not guilty of assault with a deadly weapon. I am not guilty of defying any orders. The only thing I'm guilty of is practicing my faith, which was given to me by Jesus Christ himself. Thank God for my church who is here today who stands with me. I will see you in church tonight at 730. All right. If we had uh, clap lines for our show, I'd, uh, I'd run the clap line as we introduce Pastor Tony Spell. Pastor, thank you for being on WCN TV live. Thank you. It's a high privilege and honor to be with you all today. Thank you for having us on your show. So, Pastor, that the what we just watched. Uh, yeah. That didn't just happen. That happened, what, back in March, right? About, almost uh, a year ago now. Yeah, that would have been in March, back when uh, the shutdowns first began. And, of course, that was for assembly. The first uh, time I was arrested was in my sanctuary by the chief of police and assistant chief of police. And then uh, the second time at the police station, which is where I was booked into the East Baton Rouge Parish Prison. And then um, 31 more times after that in the past 50 weeks. So, so, all so, of, so, let, yes. so, so let me interrupt you there because I want to go back to a year ago. Um, I remember when the uh, shutdowns started and yes. most uh, folks around the world were m- maybe legitimately concerned that this bug, this virus, that came out of uh, China was really going to rampage through the population of the world and, and kill a bunch of people. Um, mm-hmm. You, how did you process that at the time? How did you, did you ever close the church at all? Or 
We never closed the we never closed the church since that uh, initial order from Governor John Bell Edwards of the state of Louisiana when he said zero people in attendance. We never stopped having church. We've had 156 services since this first order came out. So it is it is the height of ignorance to think that the virus had a brain that it would stop at the door of the big box stores that never closed and then come into our sanctuary. So we knew that this was politically motivated from day one. Well, the political so motivation, did, yeah. So Pastor Spell, at no point in this process did you choose, as it appears most people on the planet have, mm-hmm. <laughs> have chosen, did, did, you, did you choose to stop thinking with your human brain? In other words, you didn't give in to animal fear, which is, which is of course, precisely what the global communist force behind this is right. using in order to scare people. They're, they're appealing to a, a sort of animalistic, primal uh, sense of fear. It sounds like you never, you just kept right on thinking through this thing. And you said, and you looked at Walmart and you said, hey, if Walmart can be open, I should be open, right? That's right. And not only did we ask for equal protection, strict scrutiny, at least restrictive means, while the big box stores remained open, who pay 51% of the revenue to our uh, government in our cities, the churches were asked to close. So never once did we close. Uh, also, while remaining open, uh, we said we will have greater protection than these stores. We don't want equal. We want greater than because Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. And the right of the people to petition their government for a redress of grievances. One of those rights, like your freedom of the press, also is our freedom of assembly. The very word church in English, the original language there, ecclesia, the first definition is assembly of called out ones. You cannot be a church without assembly. So we knew that this was a politically motivated stunt by our government to close the churches, the small businesses, the schools, which I might add, our children will never recover from the last year of lost education. Some people are still not back in school with billions of dollars spent on education. So our our church never closed. We've had people from 50 different states come into our church, different countries across the world coming into so, our church because we so have the pa- audacity to stay open. Pastor Spell, this uh, Chinese bug is yeah. so scary that I, I know you hate to reveal the fact that it probably because you've been having these meetings and mm-hmm. you, you haven't followed the social distancing and maybe you've even allowed people not to wear masks, probably at least 90% of your congregation is dead now, right? Oh, That's what they said was going to happen. It's going to be death tabernacle, not life tabernacle. But with as many as 3,000 attendees and as few as 500 attendees and running 33 buses across an 80-mile radius of our church, we have not had one COVID virus death. Not only do we not mask, we say we will not wear the mask. We will not vaccinate either, which is not a vaccine, as you well know. And... We will not socialism distance either. <laughs> so, no, nobody's dead. We're healthier. We have herd immunity. God gave us an immune system. You know, Governor Mike, I call that prophetically. Thank you. You're getting me used to it, folks. I'm running for governor of Maine, and Pastor Spell and I talked beforehand, and and he's decided. I said, why don't you call me governor? I got to start getting used to it. I'm not being presumptuous here, but, you know. Hey, uh God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. The opposite of a sound mind, sane thinking people. You don't have to be Christian. Just have sanity. The opposite of fear is sanity. And if God didn't give us that spirit, then that had to come from another force. And that would be hell itself. So we're actually invaded from hell itself. People live in fear and torment. But the perfect love of God's word and freedom 
that our great nation was founded upon cast out all fear. So we have we have five and six and seven-year-old children and 91-year-old members that have never stopped attending church who know the First Amendment of the United States. They, they know the preamble. They can quote it. They can tell you the, um, the, uh, the Bill of Rights, Emancipation Proclamation. Our people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Amen. And had America's churches stood up 50 weeks ago, we would not be in the mess that America's in today. Boy, there's so much truth to that. And Pastor, we would be remiss if we left the viewers and the listeners thinking that it was only the governor or the government that uh, came against you. Uh, It was also the church in the person of one very well-known, officially in the person of one very well-known Christian leader who I am going to name, who I have personally tangled with in the Mm -hmm. past. His name is Tony Perkins, and he's the leader of the Family Research Council. And I'm not speaking out of turn here. Tell us what happened. Yes. So on uh, several occasions, uh, Tony Perkins had contacted us and asked us to cease and desist from having in-person church services and comply with the governor's emergency orders. Of course, we never complied. And when he came out the last time, he came out with the sheriff, the head sheriff himself, Sheriff Sid Gotro. And um, whenever I invited them into our church, we have an 80,000 square foot facility. So I need to I need to stop you there, Pastor, because this mm-hmm. is an important point. Yep. Um, the church, the evangelical church has come to be uh, sort of led publicly when it comes to politics, by something called the pro-family movement, the pro-family uh-huh. movement, which okay. started, uh, which was started by Dr. James Dobson's focus on the family. And they, they established state-based groups all over the country about 35 years ago or so. Right. And, and they came to be sort of the bridge between much of evangelical Christianity and politics. Okay. So the fact that Tony Perkins was physically present with the government official law enforcement that's a that's a that's a very uh real kind of thing it is representing representing pressure Mm -hmm. from christianity and from government against you against you yes they aligned against us and our church yeah and and such was the alignment eight members of our church were terminated by their employers, simply because they came to our church, fired from their jobs. Uh, these are breadwinners of their homes, paper mill jobs, plant jobs, uh, different types of businesses. So when the sheriff and Tony Perkins asked us to comply with the governor's orders, of course, we said we would never comply. Mm-hmm. And they said the last thing, the sheriff said the last thing, that we want to do is come out here and put handcuffs on you and take you to jail. Of course, I said, the last thing I would want for you to do is to do that. I pray for you and all leaders in authority daily. So which law have I broken that you would handcuff me and take me to prison? Of course, they couldn't answer that. And they just asked that we be good neighbors. Of course, if the parable of the good Samaritan, the good neighbor is the one who bloodied himself and and came in contact with a man who was who was naked and bruised and bloodied and and laying in the ditch it wasn't the priest and the levite it was not the religious elites and you know our our great nation the 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 forums the family research councils have become so far off base from what they were originally designed to represent our nation was founded upon revolutionaries, the most of which were black-robed regiments. Those were preachers, men who led the revolutions from their pulpits. But our clergy today and our and our research councils today and our family forums today, uh, they're, they're in cahoots with our government, which is corrupt from head to toe, top to bottom. They, Pastor, they even... Yeah, go ahead. Why, why do you think that Tony Perkins 
or the and or the sheriff didn't respond to you by saying the governor's orders are authorized by emergency powers that are granted under law why why didn't they did they did well, they say they, num number one they don't believe that and he does not have he does not have congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion what makes the executive branch feel that he has that power as a as a gubernatorial elected official in the state of louisiana we he, we have even greater protection with the louisiana state constitution uh this is article 29 colon 736 which says no emergency shall diminish the rights of the citizens in other words we have a lot of hurricanes here the governor always tells us evacuate the state go north well if we choose to stay which we always do then there can be no prosecution against us meaning listen to the governor if you want to leave the state it's a state of emergency but if you want to stay they can't arrest you well this is no different this is no different okay the uh the the covid 19 pandemic is no different he does not have the authority we have the authority to be in the state, but the state does not have the authority to be in our church. The mm -hmm. governor's jurisdiction ends at the threshold of the door of our church. Yet I was arrested, read my Miranda rights, and fingerprinted in my sanctuary during a pr uh, prayer meeting. Wow. Mm -hmm. So they don't have the authority. So what do they do? They trump up charges on you. Um, they have... Uh, they're the lawbreakers, not us. They broke the law by arresting us all these times. They're still breaking the law by having this phone call surveilled, phones tapped, six illegal cameras on my property surveilling everything that I do, everywhere that I go. My wife is followed everywhere she goes. She's trailed by a federal agent. When we approach them, they ignore us and act as if we don't exist. So we're quickly becoming the Soviet socialist states of America. Whether we want to believe it or not, it's not a Republican problem, a Democrat problem. This is a sin problem. It's an evil problem in America. And America had better stand up or there won't be anything left to stand up for. So we're talking with Pastor Tony Spell from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, who has been standing since the beginning of this scamdemic against the forces of evil that... Yes. are aligning themselves from the top of our global uh, order uh, all the way down to the local church in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And their intent is to destroy the opportunity that human beings have to worship God yeah. or even to believe in God or even to think about God, because this is the final chapter of an ideology that was touched off most uh, vigorously in 1917 in Russia with the slaughter of the Christian czar of Russia uh, and the uh, beginning of the uh, communism under the what became the Soviet Union. Yes. And uh, the, I believe, Pastor Spell, that this is this represents the final gasp of communism. They're trying it. They're trying to do it from the global level using the they united nations the world economic forum it's supremely, supremely godless what, what they have in the crosshairs of their target is christianity in the west they plan on destroying christianity in the west that's very obvious now right pastor spell i mean it is you, you bring up being, you, you're living it you're it, living through it you bring so up interesting what, history when that when that jew vladimir lenin employed Dr. Ivan Pavlo, Russian uh, scientist. He wanted him to genetically alter the human race so that everybody could be identical, like bricks in Nimrod's Tower of Babel. So they actually take twins, biological twins, dissect their brains to see how can we make a superhuman race and everybody equal. Well, uh, we're getting ready to celebrate his birthday, April the 22nd. 2021. Of course, that would be Vladimir Lenin, the father of modern day communism's birthday. We call that Earth Day. 
psychologically conditioning humans to wear masks, to stay six feet away from one another, brainwash our youth, rewrite history, destroy everything and burn it to the ground so we can tell them what truth is. That was rooted and grounded in Nimrod of the 11th chapter of Genesis. And it's been passed on from Vladimir Lenin to Joseph Stalin to Adolf Hitler. And it's now in the United States of America. And it's more, as I said, a particular party. It's across party lines now. And it's even in the churches. The religious world should be fighting against it. But the religious world has caved into the fear. They bought into the fear. People, uh, as I said, you can't be a church without assembly. The majority of our church could not even join us on this Zoom call right now. Uh, if I wanted to have a church service on Zoom, we offer that, but you can't have a church without a building and without the assembly of called out people throughout the word of God. And you know, the Constitution of the United States does not give us our freedom to worship God in the church. It protects our freedom. Recognizes it, right? It, it recognizes it. Our freedom of religion comes from God itself. It's an inalienable right endowed to us by our creator. Inalienable means you can't take it from me. God forbids me to give it up. It's endowed or given to me by God himself. Our founding fathers, the framers of which one was a fiery preacher, uh, 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 John Witherspoon, who happened to be the president of Princeton University, who also was a black robed militia man, a regiment of rifle musket pack musket packing preacher who said, I'm gonna sign my life, my sacred honor, my wealth on this most important document in the history of the world to say that no king can come in here and tell us who we can worship or not. We serve one king and that king is Jesus. And the church today has to say, politics is not our God. Presidents are not our God. Governors are not our God. You don't give us our right to go to church. You don't tell us how we can or cannot worship God. You don't tell us if we can have in-person assemblies or if we can shake people's hands. You know how offensive it is for me to put my hand out to someone and they refuse to shake it? That's awful. How, how offensive is it? Whenever you won't even show me your face, if I can see if you're smiling or frowning, this is pure evil. It's not safety measures. It's everything but safe. It is evil. We're talking with Pastor Tony Spell, and we've reached the bottom of the hour where we're going to take just a two-minute break. We're going to be back. And listen, when we come back from the break, we're going to uh, start talking about how we're going to win, how we're going to win. And, of course, you probably already figured out that we're going to win by taking a stand, by standing with uh, Christ, with Christianity, with Christian morals, with the Constitution of the United States. That's how we're going to win. But we're going to get into some details uh, about that when we come back from the break. But uh, to begin, after the break, if you're in our live audience, uh, think of a question or a comment or a point that you'd like to make. I'm going to open it up right after we come back from the break to our studio audience. And if you're watching the show on Facebook or Twitter or wherever we're uh, streaming this show, you can come into the show. It's free. It's very simple. Go to WCNTV.net, WCNTV.net. There's a big button there. Click that button, and you can come right in and be part of the live show. You can ask a question yourself or make a point yourself on this edition of WCNTV.net. All right. We'll be right back. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls plus testing for heavy metals makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from simplycleanfoods.net, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. 
Right now, Amazon Prime members will receive fast two-day shipping. Go to simplycleanfoods.net. That's simplycleanfoods.net. But do it today. At the McClario firm, it all starts with family. We're here to serve you and your family online or in person. Call today for a free consultation. The McClario firm, your law firm for life. Start. Pornography is a destructive force. It destroys individuals, families, and fuels the out-of-control demand for sex trafficking. 45% of Christian families say porn is a problem in their home, but why aren't churches and public schools talking about this? Fear. People who view porn think they're the only one. It's a lie. Statistically, more people view porn than who do not and struggle in silence www.lynnfrederick.com. You can find the book I wrote about my own battle with porn and the presentations that I do for churches and public schools. lynnfrederick.com. All right, I'm Mike Heath. I'm the host of WCNTV.net live stream this week. Rob Pugh is the publisher of Wisconsin Christian News, and this is his show, but he's asked me to co-host it for him. He's been very kind to put up with me these two or three months where We've been co-hosting. And let me just mention now that uh, I secured just before this show Peter LaBarbera as my guest in a couple of weeks. At uh, early March, I'll be back, and we'll be talking for an hour with uh, my very good friend, Peter LaBarbera from Americans for Truth about homosexuality. And boy, do we need truth on that subject. And Peter has forgotten more than most of us uh, will ever learn about that particular issue. He's been on the front lines politically and morally. Uh, for at least three decades. So you won't want to miss that show if, you've, uh, if you're dealing with this issue in your family, if you see this, the, what's going on in the schools, if you wonder about Drag Queen Story Hours and the, the Equality Act and all this stuff, I mean, that's happening, it's coming down on us like a ton of bricks, then you'll want to tune, on to that, tune into that show. We'll talk with Peter LaBarber and help, uh, he'll help, uh, help uh, inform you about what's behind all of this uh, LGBTQ stuff. So I promised to pause, and we've got a live studio audience here, a few people in here with us. We'd like to see that number go up. So share this show with your friends and family and let them know about it. Every Wednesday at uh, 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, we come together for an hour and produce the show live, and then it appears as an archive at WCNTV.net. And you don't need to worry about that ever being taken down by YouTube because we don't use YouTube. We own everything about our show we own it all from the top to the bottom the date we own every bit of bit bit every you know bytes and bits in computer digital language we own it all from the bottom to the top top to the bottom nobody can interfere with us so wcntv.net let your let folks know we got a bunch of archive shows there really good stuff uh for example judge roy moore was mentioned he's the attorney for pastor mm -hmm. Spell, who's with us today, and uh, there's an interview on there with him that's very, very interesting. I think there may, may actually be two interviews with him going back about a year. So let me pause there. Anybody in the studio audience make a point, have a question for Pastor Spell? I have one, Pastor Spell. Yes, sir. You made the comment that the, 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 uh, the church needs a building to meet in. Mm -hmm. Where we find our problem is that we don't have any churches that are willing to stand the way you do. And God's church, the bride of Christ, is within a church, without a church, around the world. And what we have to stand by is the Holy Spirit. And that's what holds us together. Right. Uh, there, there just is no church that we can that we can be in you know we're, we're, we're under the protection of, of jesus christ yes and that's the only satisfaction we really have you know we have a church that we are tend to when we can only because they don't require a mask and we want we have never worn well i can't say never we went to a a a uh, church visitation visitation that we had to wear one so i used a piece of cheesecloth and she used a a uh Veil, very, very coarse veil. Yeah. Um, Good, but we, you know, it's... we we don't have any place to worship. Period. And the church we go to gives you a feel good. God loves you. We know that message, and they and everybody's happy. It's it's just a feel good. I'm, 
I'm sorry. What's going on? It's, it's very unfortunate, and it breaks my heart. I know that it breaks the heart of God and our founding fathers that in the United States of America, you can't go and worship freely. And it's very unfortunate, not only for you, but what we allow in moderation will be done in excess with our children and grandchildren and the succeeding generations. So um, my, my battle is this. Um, of course, we can, where two or three are gathered together, Matthew 18 and 20, there am I in the midst of them. But what we're contending for, Hebrews 10 and 25, is not forsaking the assembling mm -hmm. of ourselves. And that word assembling is synagoguing, which is going and gathering. So if my building were to be taken today, wherever we assemble, if it's with you there in Wisconsin or Maine, or if we will come together, and practice our religion, which is our duty to God, uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson said in, in his uh, remonstrance. It is our duty to God to worship together, to pray together, to exhort one another, and so much the more as we see that day approaching. Those freedoms are being taken from us. Our, our highest offices of the land want to take them from us. So, um, it, it rips my heart out to know that you don't have a place that you can go like Pastor, the thousands of people that come here weekly. Mm -hmm. Pastor Spell, we, I, this is a really important point. Um, many Christians, I think, are being persuaded to think that coming together over Zoom yeah. or coming together the way that we're coming together right now mm -hmm. is better than gathering in one room not. with a bunch of people. I think Christians are being persuaded by this propaganda that's being pushed down from communism at the global mm -hmm. level through our government and through our religious leaders to actually begin to think these thoughts that this, what we're doing right now, is better mm -hmm. than, than, that, than what you're doing. Yeah, because because and what, someone, because what some, you're doing because what you're doing is so so dangerous. Oh, it's and, terrible. Yes, but yes. but it is and, obeying the word of God. Psalm thirty-five, eighteen. I will praise thee in the great congregation. I will praise thee among a multitude of people. Acts two, one says they were all in one place, in one mind, in one accord. Now, I had uh, a minister tell me that uh, since we've gone online, everything is better. We're not in person anymore. We're better financially. We're better numerically. And I said, well, for God's sake, don't go back to in-person services. In fact, sell your building and give the money to foreign missionaries. <laughs> okay, if it's better. It's not better. We are having to create for people globally an online membership because people do not have a place to go and worship. And they... During our service times, they get dressed, they sit down, they have church with us and from Australia to New Zealand to the Philippines to different parts of the world that we can't even disclose for people's safety. And here we are in America where the only thing stopping us is fear, not fear of the virus, fear of being arrested. You can't tell me that people literally fear the, the virus so they're not coming together. Listen, if you go anywhere but won't go to church, doesn't that break the heart of God? Amen. Are you telling me that your groceries and your job and your money is more important than even your religion? Shouldn't that be offensive to Jesus Christ? So um, it's so unfortunate that your viewing audience doesn't have a place where they can go and worship God like uh, like we have taken for granted over the past 245 years of America's history. We have taken it for granted while people in communist China have to put on birthday party hats and bring a birthday cake with candles to a hidden room somewhere and act like they're having birthday parties and there they have church. So that when the church police comes in, they can have church under the disguise of a birthday party. Even funerals with fake caskets. People are having to do that. And here we are in America 
the land of the free and the home of the brave. And we, we don't even have the courage to go in and assemble and worship God. So it's so unfortunate, but it makes me fight even so much the more for our religious and civil liberties. Our civil liberties run uh, collinear with our religious liberties. Amen. And when our religious liberties are taken, then our civil liberties will be the next one to be taken from us. Mm-hmm. Somebody, anybody else have a comment or a question for Pastor Spell, a point they want to make from the studio audience? All right, so this whole idea that screens are an adequate mechanism for human communications and productivity and creativity and worship pastor spell is one that i reject absolutely i reject it absolutely now i'm glad we're doing this show i'm grateful for that the technology has arrived at this point where we can do this kind of thing i don't think that this is evil obviously this is not evil but i think that uh that making this the substitute for physical interaction um is i that is evil that is. is that is supremely evil and that's what we're being asked to accept but we're not being asked to accept it in those terms we're being forced into it yeah we're being fooled into it mm-hmm. and um think about what's happening everywhere you go now you can't interact with a human being unless there's a piece of plexiglass between you Right. When you buy something, if you have, I I just heard the other day about a dear friend who's old, older, elderly, just had a stroke. He's been placed into a nursing home of sorts, assisted living. And I asked if I could go visit the family member who I was talking to said, yes, you can go visit that. But later in the conversation, she (laughs) she admitted that I could go visit, but I couldn't actually visit. I had I would have to visit with him as if he were a zoo animal i i could peer at him through a glass right and we could talk as if he were in a jail mm-hmm. i'm not going to do that to him no he's he's elderly he's frail this is wicked this is very is. supremely evil and the family member confessed to me that the rules in this particular home re- require that one family member is allowed to visit for some stupid short period of time five ten minutes right every two weeks mm-hmm. one family member every t- pastor spell mm-hmm. what is going on this yes. makes no sense at all it's no sense whatsoever so it is uh as i said it is psychologically conditioning us to follow illogical nonsensical orders uh my grandfather was a POW 37 months during the Korean War conflict from 50 to 53. Now, whenever uh, whenever the North Koreans captured them, they turned them over to the Chinese. So the Chinese communists held them in those prisoner of war camps, gave them uh, handfuls of maggot-infested rice daily, just enough to keep them alive. So what they did to those prisoners, American prisoners daily, was, uh, was to brainwash them, follow, uh, follow irrelevant orders, things that made no sense whatsoever. Dig a hole to fill up a hole, uh, tear things down and rebuild them. And what that does to the human race who is made in God's image and after his likeness, uh, it literally destroys their moral character. It takes from them their identities. It takes from them their ability to process uh, properly what God created them to be able to process. And that is, look at something, evaluate it for yourself, figure this out, and then go with it. That's what makes... Uh, that's what makes for a great society. Of course, those communists did. They literally took people's will to live and survive. So in doing that, many people gave up the will to live and they died. 
because of, uh, because of that. Well, that psychological conditioning is now happening in America. Tell people to stay indoors. Tell people uh, do not go to church. Tell people do not go to school. Uh, tell them how long they can visit their loved ones. Tell them that they can't go to the hospitals and, and, and visit their sick loved ones. Had a lady in my church whose husband was administered to the, uh, admitted to the hospital and she was not allowed to see him. Five days later, that individual died in the hospital without ever getting to tell uh, her, his wife goodbye. That man was a member of my church. When we buried him, the funeral home brought his body into the building while nobody was in here and then left and wouldn't come back until the building was empty. That makes no sense whatsoever. And it's becoming the new norm for America. We refuse to accept these as the new normals. Uh, pastors are being persecuted across the world. Right now, you know, in, uh, in Alberta, Canada, uh, Pastor Coates is behind bars because he refused to comply. And, and as Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, uh, not speaking up, and being silent speaks volumes. Jesus said, he that gathers not with me scatters abroad. So what's happening is government and local law enforcement and our politicians are literally telling citizens, do not come out to our church services. Do not go to in-person church services. Because of that, we have lawsuits against our governor and two mayors, the mayor of Central and the mayor of Baton Rouge. Because you're not going to do that to our people and get away with it. We're going to prosecute you. We're going to hold you liable for doing this. It makes no sense whatsoever to tell people that they can go to the grocery stores, but they can't go to church. Pastor, um, yeah, Pastor I predict that we are going to win this. And here's why I feel that way. Yes. What we're dealing with is, is a war between yes. science and Christianity. It's not a war between science and religion in general. It's a war between science and Christianity. Why do I say that? Because it's Western civilization, which is at issue here. It's yeah. Western civilization, which created the idea or the, uh, that brought into existence the nation, the modern nation state. And if, mm -hmm. you, if you look at uh, politics globally right now, what appears to be happening, there's a populist movement rising all over the globe, not just in the West, but all over the globe. And this populism is wanting a return to what Western civilization, what Christendom, uh, bequeathed to the world, which was the idea of the nation state with borders, the nation state. And the yeah. whole world, the whole world under the label of populism right now is headed in that direction it's moving in that direction well that that's that idea of nation state is not going to solidify appropriately or in an effective way in a workable way uh without christianity in the west because right. that's where the idea came from it bubbled up out of those thousand years between the fall of rome and uh, about 1500 a.d and uh, from Thomas Aquinas, the great uh, philosopher theologian of 1200. That's where natural law comes from. That's a lot of our constitutional principles that you and I are discussing here and that yeah. you're standing on right now in the courts that mm -hmm. Judge Roy Moore is using as the intellectual foundation for his argumentation in the courts, and which I've heard you articulate multiple times during this interview. All of that comes it bubbles up from a lot of really hard work, political hard work and theological hard work that happened in the West. It, it's part of Western civilization. It's part of who we are. Yes. And the global left communism has declared war on that, on, on Christianity, on the heart of Western yeah. civilization. I don't think they can pull it off, Pastor Spell. What's say, I don't, I know that you're at a, threshold here you still haven't won anything the supreme court pushed you away you're right. but you're still in court you're not in jail right now i think right. from a just a raw political perspective they they've got to, the left has got to be thinking right now 
what are we going to do with this guy's spell? Are we, we, can't, we can't put him in prison. All he's done is raise the number of people going to church, and he's got people all over the world listening to him now. I mean, what are we going to do? What, mm-hmm. I, what are they going to do, Pastor Spell? What so do you think what, <laughs> num- number one, they're becoming wealthy off of us. The governor's <laughs> attorneys get paid $7,000 per hour to represent oh. him and to prosecute us, which you know is taxpayer dollars. Um, so many people are becoming wealthy off of this idea of let's persecute the Christians there in Baton Rouge. Yep. So it's, it's always about money. Yep. It was, it was about money in Montgomery, Alabama when Rosa Parks yep. and everybody with her said, we're going to boycott the bus system. It was about money that made the Supreme court rule in her favor, um, eight, uh, nine to zero. They ruled in her favor because it was about money. They didn't care about the color of her skin. They didn't care about her religious liberties or her civil liberties. This is all coming down to that right now. Okay. And, and what we're saying is we want you to tell us court system. We want you to tell us that we don't have a first amendment. Just chief justice, Samuel Alito, John Roberts, uh, Amy Coney Barrett, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, they would not tell us. They sat on our case for 17 days, 115 pages of scriptural references of, uh, of, of all of these different lawsuits in the past. Uh, Smith versus the, the Department of Human Resources and, and uh, Division of Employment in Oregon. Um, and then, and then, then Massachusetts, this Swedish born preacher, um, uh, is it, uh, Jameson? Yeah. Yeah. Jameson refused to take the smallpox vaccine. So we've quoted all these cases, but they refuse to tell us. So what are they doing? They're punting down the road. That's They're right. punting down the road, right. hoping that more people will join our fight because it's numbers that matter. It's numbers that matter. They wanted to make us look to be this cult here in Baton Rouge. And, and we're the only one that dares to defy the government. Well, that's not true. There is pockets across America, like yourself and your viewing audience, who that's said right. we're a part of it. So what we need to do is we need to come together in mass. Yeah. And we need to stay. You see, it's not just a few of us. There's an and, army and it, that's rising up. And, and pastor, that happened. It's already happened. It's, you're not talking about something that is uh, going to happen tomorrow or a month mm-hmm. from now or six months from now. We've already, politically, we've already witnessed what you're talking about. What am I, what am I saying? I'm yeah. saying that this guy who emerges out of nowhere from Hollywood, the realities guy, Trump, yeah. Yeah. five years ago, that everybody says no way he can win, wins, serves mm-hmm. as president. The entire time, he's uh, he's he suffers tremendous unbelievable indignities uh visited mm-hmm. upon him by his uh by the media and by just constant constant stuff he, he stays focused on his agenda and accomplishes amazing things in terms of foreign policy yeah. and even in, and even in terms of domestic policy mm-hmm. and uh and then there's an election held which he won he won the election he got 80 million votes yes. i'm reading patrick i'm reading patrick burns uh book on it there's the facts are very clear that that election uh, was stolen, that mm-hmm. Donald Trump won that election. So right. the, the people up against immense odds with respect to supporting Donald Trump voted. They went out and voted. And mm-hmm. uh, and and they're, they haven't gone. They're still there. And mm-hmm. when when you poll them and stuff, uh, Donald Trump's numbers are holding up high and. Right. Uh, so it's not just Pastor Tony Spell or uh, Governor mm-hmm. Governor Hopeful Michael Heath who yes. is who is taking this stand. That's not we're the ones who are on the internet doing this show right. and that kind of thing. But there's millions, millions, tens of millions of Americans there who, is. who agree with us, Pastor Spell, especially mm-hmm. about these constitutional principles that you're articulating so well. And that you and uh, Judge Roy Moore are standing up for so eloquently. We, we are yes. not alone in this, are we? 
Do you know, and, and we're not. So my local representation is attorney Jeff Wittenbrink. When Jeff Wittenbrink came to our defense as one of our attorneys, along with the judge, he was put out of his law firm because he stood with us. A life's work. And being put out of his law firm, he now practices uh, solo. He has his own law firm, Wittenbrink Law Firm. Well, when he was in court the other day arguing our case before the judge and before uh, the district attorney, Hiller Moore, and Daryl Papillon, who also is the head of the bar in Louisiana, who is the governor's representing attorney, he articulated it so beautifully that uh, our rights are being infringed upon and you do not have the authority to do to us what you have done. Well, the, the judge and the, the, the defense for the governor came against him and said everything that we have done and everything he said was a lie. That's the way he put it. So we're not, we're not uh, fighting here a fair fight. It's a mm -hmm. fixed fight on their end. They have the right to freedom of speech, but they say we do not. They have the right to say what they want to say, but they say we do not. So uh, it's going to be very hard for us to win elections anymore. It's going to be hard for you to trust. Dominion is actually coming into Louisiana now. You know, Judge Roy Moore told me 60 days before the election, this election's over. <laughs> and we agreed. We knew who was going to be in the White House. We knew we had an election party the Tuesday night uh, after our service. And we knew it was over before it began. We knew that, not because of prophecy, but because we knew the fix was in. And, uh, and it was just, it's disheartening when it settles. So I know that I'm probably not going to win in the court systems because of the last nine losses in the court systems. Man, I'm telling you, we can't get a judge who will judge righteously on behalf of the First Amendment and our religious convictions. Religious convictions, uh, Governor, watch. Neither the pressure of our friends, the pressure of our family, the threat of lawsuit, jail, or death will stop a person from operating in his convictions. We're people of convictions. Amen. We love the That's Word of God. Assembly. And, and nothing will stop us. And and here's and here's the thing. Uh, here's what I've learned from history. Uh, mm -hmm. um, reform. Uh, uh, what's the re not revolution? Reform. Re reform comes. Yes. Political re political reform comes as a result of a few like us. Yes. Uh, being willing to die, and yes. then and then the mob. You can never predict the future. None of us can predict the true the future. But one thing we know about mobs mm. is they can turn on a dime. They can, they can turn on a dime. Yes. I mean, this whole thing could change overnight. Yes. I just I get so much hope from the fact that you're not in prison. You know, the last time they put you in prison was almost a year ago. Yes. They've been they've been harassing you. Mm -hmm. And you've been taking your stand on principle. You haven't run and hid. You're not trying no. to come up with some cockamamie explanation for what's happening to you. No. You're just no. speaking your mind. You're standing on constitutional principles. You're building your church. You're being reasonable. You're right. uh, you're following the science, right? The real science yeah. yes. uh, regarding the virus. And anyway, yeah. I've run out of time. And I need to show your website. And I need to thank you for being on WCNTV.net live stream. Thank and, you. Uh, and the next time I talk to you, we're going to be celebrating the fact, and that'll be in a maybe a six months or so. Uh, I'll, well, I'll get in touch. And I think you're still going to be out of prison. Yes, uh, sir. And I think that as long as you refuse to pay, they'll attach your money or something. But they, they've got to stay short of making you into a martyr, I think. I yes. Think they, I think they know they've got to. I think that's a real risky move for them. They're waiting to see if they can. Uh, you know, impeach Trump or or accomplish some other big, big thing. And, uh, you know, I, you know, Nathan, you Nathan know. Hale said, I regret that I only have one life to give for my country. And Patrick Henry, of course, in his give me liberty, give me death speech in that church at the Virginia House of Commons before a group of clergymen said his life so dear, his freedom so sweet as to be purchased with the uh, chains of slavery. God forbid it. Give me liberty, give me death. 
So if I must go to jail, if I must die, uh, we're willing to do that. This is how much. That's why. They, that's why they're leaving you alone because you're yeah. living. In, you're living your convictions in public, and they just. They're nervous. They're nervous. They, nervous they, is a, nervous as a cat on a hot tin roof. They are, and yeah. they better be. Yeah, and we we just got to stay strong, Pastor Spell. Thank you for being on Wisconsin Christian News TV. I hope uh, Spencer got to show your website. Folks, support this man. Pray for this man. Uh, Let folks know about him, this show. Share it with friends and family. Be inspired. We 